On August 23rd, 1991, at 3 p.m., anyone tuned in to 107.7 FM within range of Seattle heard the REM song, The End of the World as We Know It. It was the debut of what my super cool big sister, who was in her 20s to my 14 at the time, said was a rad new radio station. And my sister knew what was rad because she lived in, this, in Seattle in the early 90s and saw all the grunge greats before they were famous in small bars. She saw Nirvana, Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, Mud Honey, Alice in Chains, all in really small venues. That's how cool she was. And my sister taught me how to wear combat boots with tights and cut off um, vintage Levi's. And she taught me how to call things that were old vintage instead of old because it sounds really cool. So on that afternoon in the summer of 1991, 14-year-old me was tuned in and danced to the song. It's the end of the world as we know it, and I feel fine. It was the end of the world as I knew it. Not because the radio station that I still listen to, by the way, was playing for the first time, but because the world is always ending in some way, shape, or form. I think that most of the time when we hear people say things like, the world is going to end, we look at it as a negative thing. But that is not always the case. My world, as I know it, has ended countless times in my 42 years on this planet. It ended when my little brother was born when I was 15 months old and I was no longer the baby. It ended when I went to school in kindergarten and started what would be a 20-year journey of education. It ended when I left the Pacific Northwest to pursue my call to ministry and my Master of Divinity degree. It ended when I got my first amazing niece and became an aunt. It ended when I got married, got ordained, when my parents sold what was my childhood home, when I had my first child. It ended when I became a Lutheran. It ended when my dad died. And it will keep ending in all kinds of ways, over and over and over again. Life and the world as we know it ends. There is only one thing that we can truly count on, that change will continue to end what we have known and begin something new. Our texts this morning are all apocalyptic texts, and they seem to be describing the total, ultimate end of the world, and our ears are trained to hear that as negative and scary. Many Christians throughout history have clung to these teachings as a finite prophecy, a definitive day, and there have been countless Christian communities that felt like they knew the right day, right? You've heard of these. They know the exact day. They preached and still preach about it. And countless, countless ends of the world have come and gone with a yawn and normalcy. But I would like to propose that these scriptures that we read this morning about the ends of things are less about a definitive day and more about an ongoing reality. That is not to say that there won't be a definitive end to things. I guess we could keep using fossil fuels and find out, right? But between now and that unknown hour, the world as we know it will keep ending and beginning anew. Our scriptures this morning speak to ways in which folk who are focused on the end 
have lost their ability to stay in the moment. It's a kind of escapism, right? Because you don't really have to engage in real life if it's all going to end and go away. If we're focused on the end of the world, we will not take time to help our neighbor in need, because really, what's the point? If we are focused on the end of the world, we will not protect the creation entrusted to our care, because it doesn't matter. If we are focused on the end of the world, we give up on our journeys of healing and self-discovery, because we think that will just be handed to us. I have known many people who are so focused on the end times that they do not tend to the present or the future. And it steals from them many opportunities to live in God's love and service. Malachi, Paul, and Jesus urge us to not be discouraged by the endings of the world as we know it. They write, when things are burning to the ground, when the wicked prevail, when the holy places we have relied on are nothing but a pile of rubble, when the unthinkable happens that we thought we could never live through, take heart. This is a part of life. Do your work. Love people. Keep showing up. Do not lose hope. Your faith is in God, not history, not religious institutions, not denominations, not the continuation of any human system, not a finite time or day of deliverance, but in God alone. Next Sunday is the end of the year. Did y'all know that? We Christians have a different calendar than the rest, than the rest of our culture. Our New Year's does not begin for us at 12 a.m. on January 1st with fireworks and a kiss or banging, banging pans or simply sleeping. Our church year begins in Advent with waiting in the dark. It begins in a quiet place without fanfare, in an in-between time, in uncertainty and prophecy, in waiting and hoping It begins with an unplanned teen pregnancy and homelessness. It takes us unaware. In the midst of a busy season and holidays, it sneaks up on us in this dark midwinter time of rushing from work, school, and activities, and the sun setting before five every single day. It seeps into our daily routines, our dinners simmering in the crock pot and homework done on the kitchen counter. As T.S. Eliot put it, this is the way the world ends, not with a bang, but a whimper. This is more true to how the continual endings of our world happen, right? None of us knew the last time we rented a movie from Blockbuster that our kids would screw their faces at us and think we actually had to walk into a physical location to get a movie to watch it, right? We didn't know. We don't know when the last time will be that we get to drive a certain sunny stretch of road or eat our favorite dish from a great restaurant or experience our kids running and jumping into our arms. When these last things happen, we often have no idea and we are left later amazed that the end of the world as we knew it happened. The text that we've been grappling with for the last few weeks 
about death and letting go and, and belonging have all been preparing us for this end of the church year and the letting go into the hope of what comes next. The endings are happening constantly, but so are the beginnings. And some of the beginnings that we experience are so chock full of life that it's hard to imagine the world without them. Imagine that nine months ago, ten months ago, none of us knew Amelie. That we didn't know her yet. Well, Lindsay did. (laughs) Pretty well. But here she is, and we can't imagine our world without her. We celebrated her today in her baptism. Five years ago, I had never darkened the doors of this church. And now you all are an inextricable part of the fabric of my life and ministry. I can't imagine my life without you. In this journey of life, we have no idea when our worlds will end as we know it. They often don't get marked with fireworks and a kiss and a countdown. So, my dear ones, pay attention. Wait, hope, pray, work for the kingdom, forgive, serve your neighbor, plant a tree, savor the taste of life, and love, love, love. It's the end of the world as we know it, and in God's grace and love, We feel fine. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let's stand and sing together the canticle of the turning.